And boom, we're back for another episode of AlphaCast. My name's Mike Winter, and I'm here as always with Dr. Bear Paul Lando up here on the beautiful Smith River in the great state of Jefferson. Uh, we have some rain, it looks like, coming this weekend, which is exciting for us, always at the farm. So uh, it's been a definitely interesting weather year, to say the least, going from drought to random rainfall to extremely high temperatures to late frosts. Um, that is uh, the grand solar minimum and the uh, lovely uh, manipulation of weather at hand, it seems, uh, which we talked about a little bit on the last show. Um, but we are agile at the farm and um, using Mother Nature to um, our own benefit and things are thriving. We had a busy week last week shooting a documentary for the Ikes. Uh, went really well and now we're going into post-production on that. So we will keep you up to date on when that will be released on Iconic, which is really exciting. We want to support them, of course. So um, if you can, go to Iconic. I think it's .com, uh, I-C-K-O-N-I-C, um, and join that network. And I believe they have an app out on Android, and they have an app coming out soon for, I for Apple, so that you can uh, be on like Apple TV. But I think that's for like Chromecast and stuff. You can already use that. And... Uh, and that's fantastic little network. It's like, uh, uh, you know, Netflix for awake people. So check that out. Uh, iconic. And of course, Troy is probably familiar with good old David Ike. We've got Troy Casey on today. Excited about that. Um, let's just pop right into it. Uh, and if you have any questions uh, or, or any kind of you're new to the podcast or just wonder what the heck this is, go to alphavedic.com. That's A-L-F-A-V-E-D-I-C. Com. Uh, today, we have renowned life coach, Troy Casey. He's returning. He was on Alpha Cast. Guy, you were like one of our first guests. Uh, what was that like a year and a half, two years ago now? Uh, it's great to have him back on. Uh, he's a leading longevity authority, uh, just certified health nut. Uh, is, uh, he's a world-renowned uh, life coach and healer who has scoured the earth searching for the most powerful health and healing methods. He devoted his life to restoring the planet from a young age. Troy even spent over eight years living and working with indigenous tribes in the Amazon rainforest as not only a healer, but also as a medicine hunter, utilizing some of the world's most sacred plants. Troy has also studied Vipinasa meditation techniques, Ashtanga yoga, and more recently at the world-famous Czech Institute, working closely with the one and only Paul Czech. Troy has lectured and taught throughout the world, appearing on numerous television shows, news programs, international documentaries, and in many, many books around the world. He was also heavily featured in Reunion Summit, which was the summit we put out uh, in March and, of course, was our featured host in um, speaker at Music and Sky, which is coming up soon for July 4th, where Troy Casey will be hosting as well. We're so excited to have him here. Uh, his vision for clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind in his lifetime drives his passionate work for personal and planetary wellness. By watching, listening, and following Troy's methods, you'll be able to truly dominate all of your goals at the highest level. And he is a personification of that bear. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing good. Doing good. Just recovering from uh, last week. Man, uh, full on. I didn't realize it was going to be that intense filming a documentary. So yeah, getting caught up, uh, putting the last of the crops in the ground this week and uh, had some unseasonably cold weather here at night. It, it got down in the 30s actually last night. It's really weird. Hey, Troy, good to have you here, buddy. Uh, Thank thanks so for coming back. Yeah, yeah I, I think 
Yeah, I think the last time I talked to you was uh, on one of your Instagrams there. So uh, always great to have you, my friend. Yeah, it's good to be back. And uh, I love your setup over there at your house and all your little toys there. And it's good to be on the phone with, you know, uh, with intelligent human beings. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can I get a witness? <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Troy, what I, I imagine will be typically all over the map before our conversations are over with today. Uh, we were talking about maybe getting into a little bit of detoxification. Everybody's freaked out about how do I get, you know, all the residuals from chemtrails shedding and, you know, you name it out of my body and what's real, what's not real. And uh, so maybe we could go there. But, you know, whenever we go into detox, um, I think people always immediately default to passive methodologies, you know, what herb can I take and what kind of cleanse can I do? And we always skip over the most, uh, in, in my book, the most important thing, which is just move your body. And, you know, I spent uh, most of my life as a dojo gym rat. And, uh, you know, these days I get my exercise moving rocks out on the farm. You know, Mike was over here the other day during filming and I've got a rock wall that goes about a football field length. And it's all the rocks that, you know, for zone one that we cleared for, this is a river, you know, uh, area here. So we got these big, huge hundred pound boulders. So I, I move them and do the farmer's walk, you know, from one part of the acreage over and then put it on this wall. So the last few years I've created this wall that's about four feet high, about, you know, almost 300 feet long now. And I swear it's the best exercise in the world. And then the ones that are too big, big for me to, uh, uh, you know, actually carry, I put them in a wheelbarrow. Then I do the old one man sled, you know, and run that over and, and do the dump. So uh, that's kind of the extent of my exercise these days, but I swear it's, uh, it's getting me stronger than stuff I used to do in the gym. Now you're the, you know, uh, uh, just an amazing fitness person in amazing shape. I don't want to say for your age, cause I still consider you a youngster, but, uh, you know, let's just say that you're in the top one percentile of people your age on the planet, probably, especially in this country. So, uh, maybe you could tell us, uh, you know, what you think is something that could translate for the average person, how they could move their body, what works for you and, uh, maybe tie that in and, you know, we can all kind of jump in and how that might be the best detox anybody could do. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. So, yeah, so let's uh, let's let's start from the beginning. Uh, the purpose of exercise is to mobilize the lymph. The lymph is our interstitial fluid. A stagnant body of water turns into a cesspool. So exercise is a necessity, not a luxury. Um, and uh, I think personally, the best exercise uh, that I know of and what I teach my clients to simplify it and get people moving is walking. It's the way we are designed to move through time and space. So a simple walking program um, is good enough to get people started. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to live out in nature uh, and any of the trails I live here in Sedona are excellent for that. And of course, I also have the Earth Runners grounding uh, um, footwear, um, and I also go barefoot, right? So I train myself to go barefoot and to walk backwards and do all sorts of stuff, run. Uh, and so 
Walking is the best exercise, in my humble opinion. You're mobilizing those interstitial fluids. Um, you're, you're getting movement into the body, movement as medicine. And so keeping it simple, keeping the body fluid, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's really, you know, where, where, where I'm at today, you know, my exercise will either be that, or I'll get on my electric bicycle and, and do 20, 30 miles and, uh, and just keep the, keep the lymph moving. And, uh, and what you said about the farm, I mean, let's face it, that's the way we used to exercise. And I know that uh, Paul Check. Um, he talked about uh, the farm boys up in Canada that used to play hockey and their only training was baling hay and doing the, uh, the farming and then actually playing hockey. And they were some of the most uh, injury free, strong athletes he'd ever come across. And so, uh, yes, our simple activities and look, you're up on the farm. What happens if, uh, you know, you got to get that stuff ready before spring for planting, uh, harvesting, make sure that you get everything canned. There's a timely element uh, there. And, uh, and, and you've got to get out of your head, into your body and get the tasks that need to be done. And that is going to keep you, uh, it's going to keep you healthy. And uh, just by mobilizing for things that need to get done, I think we've been so domesticated that we play around with these ideologies and these philosophies like feminism that in my humble opinion has separated the family <clears throat> and other ideas around race baiting, right? Because if you got crops to do, you're not gonna care you know, where someone's from. If they can help you with your farm, you know, you're going to have some brotherly love connection there. You're not going to be splitting hairs on, you know, race or gender. It's like, it's time to get the job done. And so I just see that in our world today. And I, I have to bring up the social engineering because it has, um, it has tied the human mind or at least the Western mind or the American mind in knots. People are so entitled. They're fat as hell. They're entitled that things should be this way or, or, or it should be perfect with this idealistic political, uh, um, you know, idea, basically. And people aren't paying attention to what matters most, which is the soil that feeds us and replicates our eyeballs <clears throat> and allows us to replicate our species. Prime directive is staying alive. Part of prime directive is procreation. And so... We have to understand that the soil and the elements in nature are replicating us as a species. And we've just gotten so far away. Um, our ideas or memes, I like Paul Check likes to say, memes are no good for the, for, for the genes, right? We've got these <laughs> ideas in our head about the way things should play out in society, in the world, but that's antithetical to life itself. Um, you know, prime example is using herbicides and pesticides and pharmaceutical drugs as just the way it is. And these are all petrochemical byproducts manufactured by the people that own the uh, oil industry, right? That also co-opted the American military and the and military industrial complex. And so we've just weaved ourselves a funny little way, but what you said about 
being on the farm and taking care of yourself and taking care of the farm keeps you healthy. That's it. The rest is psychological, mental gymnastics, goggly goop. Yeah, you know, I uh, I look around at a lot of the people that I grew up with and, uh, you know, we're in our 70s and they're sitting around watching the news at night and and basically doing nothing or just turned into human tits. You know, I mean, they're just absolutely no tone to their body. They have no stamina. And there's always something about the land that does unite people, especially, you know, men. Uh, as unpopular of an idea as it is today, you know, men used to uh, engage in very physical combative things with each other, and it had nothing to do with violence. It was just about, you know, rites of passage. You know, I went through my earlier years with football. It's very multiracial. And the last thing you're thinking about out there is the color of somebody's skin. And then afterwards, you all go out and drink beer together, get in trouble together. You remain lifelong friends. And there's that mutual respect because, you know, as men, we all laid it on the line with each other. We all tested our metal against each other. And even if you were the worst guy on the team or the best time of the uh, guy on the team, there was that mutual respect just because you went out there and you did it. And I just don't see that happening for males anymore. Uh, you know, on the farm here, we have a couple of people that help us. One guy's from Uganda, uh, you know, another guy's down from Puerto Vallarta. And we're all just out there working together. We're speaking different language. We're busting each other's chops. We have a great time. You know, the land unites us. And, you know, it's, it's really so amazing when I see little clips on YouTube and everything of what's going on with all the political bullshit. Um, you know, men really need to kind of come into their young again, I think. Yeah, we've gotten soft. Well, there's, there's been an attack on the, the natural law of gender. They're always trying to disrupt natural law. And we understand gender is a fundamental aspect of nature. We see it in every animal, pretty much. We see it everywhere we look. And of course, there's the d divine feminine and the divine masculine. And they're trying to invert that, destroy it, do everything they can. And when I say they, where I'm talking about the controlling system, I'm talking about the Borg, whatever you want to call it. But it's true. We see it everywhere. And we've seen it, you know, like you mentioned, Troy, with feminism in the 70s, especially, right? Or even before that, um, destroying the family. The nuclear family, we know, is a, a very important aspect of of the, a healthy life. And if they can take that away and have everybody isolated, it's easier, easier to control. One thing about the farm too, um, Troy, we had Carrie Clasby, uh, your good friend from Malibu Fig Ranch Farm, uh, join us for Music and Sky. And she made some amazing remarks on her talk that was featured in a summit about being on the farm. And this really ties into this holistic idea, this mindset. It's not just being out in the land. She talks about how farmers typically get up early right? They get to bed early, get up early. And so they're getting that really precious early morning sun and they're, they're sun gazing into that and getting those, those, those vital sun rays, the early sun rays, which are so important. They're getting the fresh oxygen and the air out there. They're getting tapped into the microzyma and, and the, the network of the soil as they're reaching a soil. So it really is like this whole holistic kind of system that humankind has been involved with for thousands, maybe millions of years. And, you know, I think one of the things that everyone should be talking about is getting urban farms set up, getting permaculture systems set up in every town. Every person wakes up and does this and, and is activated in their decentralized systems of growing their own food because it is a holistic 
interaction with the planet, with the sun, with the moon, with everything that is uh, really phenomenal for health. And Carrie did an amazing job of explaining that. Yeah, we, you know, we've got the Sedona Greenhouse Project helmed by uh, my friend and partner, uh, Shams Tay. He's out here. He's got two acres out in, uh, um, in Bear Mountain, and uh, he's got a new um, in-ground greenhouse. Um, mm. <clears throat> it's just getting finished right now. <clears throat> he's, got, he's been growing. Last year, I ate watermelons right in the middle of the desert. Uh, and so, and we've got, I think, nine gardens right now. So we've gone around to all the older people, not all of them, but this is one of the uh, most effective community programs or, you know, I worked in the Amazon and everybody was trying to stop cutting down and they weren't really going to the root. And so I, I would just see so much infighting in uh, these types of uh, organizations. And this one has a lot of legs. Why? Because the hippies that are living out in the desert in the national forest will be happy to come in, work the land, be part of the community. And then the older retirees that don't really want to be around <clears throat> all the drumming and the, and the hippie healers and all that <laughs> stuff, we'll go in with 30 people and rectify their land with projects they've been dreaming about for two years, we'll do them in one day. And so it's really been able to bring the community together. Uh, we've just gotten started, you know, just in the last six months and we're up to nine gardens so far. Um, we've got people that are donating their compost from the local juicery. Um, and we've just, we've got older people teaching younger people, younger pe people are realizing how important food is, or at least the awakened uh, uh, group of people that we see out here in Sedona, they understand how important food is. Because remember, <clears throat> this is Sedona. We, we have three health food stores here. Well, <laughs> Whole Foods. I don't know if you call that a health food store. We got Whole Foods, Natural Grocers, and Interdependence. And um, each one of them is semi-dependent upon the trucking to come in. Interdependence is a, is a curated Air One style store. It's very small here in Sedona, but it has super, super high quality hand-picked uh, products um, and farms. And so that's a little bit more localized, but natural grocers and, uh, and Whole Foods, you know, that's all trucked in. And I have to say last week, natural grocers was out of, um, they didn't get their meat supplied in they have all grass-fed meat they didn't get it supplied in they missed a couple of dates and it's a trip seeing empty shelves in the western world man it is a big trip they were out of vegetables and they were out of meats um so you know food scarcity food sovereignty food safety these things are paramount for us as a species moving forward and anyone who considers themselves awakened or, you know, God forbid they consider themselves woke. <laughs> <laughs> and we ain't seen nothing yet. Um, you know, just this whole pandemic scam is, uh, that, that's just a little warm up for the real deal, which is going to be the economy collapse. And, you know, when I was a kid, uh, the government always boasted in that it had 20 years of food put away in silos across the country. And then, of course, with, uh, 
you know, paying farmers to burn crops and, and deliberately dwindling our stores. And now we have, what, three to five days of food that's on store shelves. And yeah, we're getting set up big time. And then not to mention inflation as the highest it's ever growing at a higher rate ever historically. And, uh, you know, what's on the store shelves, a lot of people just won't even be able to afford to buy it in the first place. So we're getting set up big time. It's going to be Venezuela on, uh, on, on steroids, you know, and I'm not a doomsdayer, but it's already here. It's mathematically impossible at this point to avoid it. So uh, good to see what you guys are doing on that end. Uh, how's the water in Sedona? I know you've got, um, you know, different water supplies, but uh, does it look like they're, you know, at ample levels compared to past years, rainfall? What's it like out there? No, uh, the, the rain, you know, I, I want to hear your solutions for what you just said as well, Bear. Um, the rain, no, we need rain and we're going to be doing more rain dances. We did a rain dance last week and it rained a little bit. But we need monsoon style rains and uh, we haven't seen those in a couple of years. Um, and so um, we have a spring up here, um, up near Flagstaff. Um, Many people in the community uh, utilize it. Then uh, my friend out in Bear Mountain, he has an 880 foot well. So there's lakes underneath Sedona. Um, they're in the center of town in certain neighborhoods, you have access to these art, this artesian well um, over near the chocolate tree, kind of across the street from Whole Foods on the other side of 89A um, in that residential neighborhood. Uh, there is places that have access to that uh, artesian well. Uh, and then the, everything else is municipal um, water supply. And I don't know exactly where that's coming from. But my understanding is, is there, there, there is water here. Uh, I go up river to get my spring water. And then my, my guy out in uh, Bear Mountain, he's got unlimited water. He's got a pond out there um, that he built. And uh, he's got, you know, big spigots and he's got that's how he's feeding his his gardens is with that water yeah yeah good for him when i was uh i was just in grand canyon two weeks ago took my 10 year old on a trip there and we were trying to make it out to sedona but it was just too much this one trip but i did notice heavy 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 spraying like uh one day uh there were so many planes in the air uh, emitting uh, this uh, interesting, it was because you wouldn't see it all the time. You think, oh, it's just contrails and not the typical more like chemtrail. But then after like halfway in the day, we looked up and the cloud, the sky was completely overcast and there was almost like a oil slick in the sky. You know, when you see like an oil slick in the water with the different colors, it was going across the sky. And I'd never really seen it that bad in the entire valley, the entire Grand Canyon Valley uh, in the Mojave there and everything was completely covered. So obviously there's things going on. It's like, you know, uh, drought issues and that, that doesn't help. Right. But, uh, the rain dances do help. And I know that there is, there is the actual scientific studies and everything that's shown that there are native Americans who have done stuff where they've had, 
uh, I'm forgetting the guy's name up in Ashland, Oregon here, who was doing research on it. It would do the ceremony and literally storms would come in if you did it the right way. So uh, having that intention and that practice is uh, a big thing. And that's something I do here as well. So um, we have rain that's coming in uh, tomorrow, Bear, So which is not typical for this area. So uh, I think uh, us setting our intention and doing these kind of things at these times is important to do. So in saying that, Bear, you, you were saying about, you know, what, what we're getting set up for. What, what, is, uh, what is your protocol? What, what do you recommend for friends and family uh, to, to set themselves up for this huge transition we're headed for? Well, the first thing is awareness, which is the only reason why you and Mike and I are out here talking publicly right now is just to you know, kind of sound the alarm bell that maybe it's time to, you know, get prepared and just be aware, number one, that there's something to prepare for. And it's also very evident when you play that role as we are, that a lot of people don't want to know. So then you also have to come to peace with the fact that, you know, not everybody wants to know, not everybody wants uh, help, and not everybody wants to be part of the solution. In fact, they might even deliberately create more drag on the rest of us, but that's okay. It makes us stronger at the same time. So awareness is the first thing you can, uh, you know, and then only then can you implement action. So as far as practical steps, we're just doing what we do. You know, we've, uh, my wife and myself have kind of been off graders most of our life. Even when I had my clinics, you know, we were in remote places. People would fly in to see us from all over the world. And, you know, we just always did things our way. So we're just continuing that trend. And, uh, you know, we make our own power. We pump our own water, um, uh, you know, supply that we have springs, we we know how to grow food, we've been doing it for a long time, we know how to grow uh, plants for medicine, we know how to make medicine out of it. And one of the things we're doing here is setting up shop in this new farm. So we've only been here five years. Uh, our, our last place was fully developed, we, you know, needed more elbow room. So we moved up to a bigger place here. And uh, so what we're going to be having is workshops and things to teach people exactly what we're doing. So the thing that people have to understand, too, is you don't just uh, start putting things in the ground when you need to eat. You do it about three years before. And um, so it would have been a really good idea for people that are starting to wise up right now to start doing things yesterday because you know, we're really out of time. And again, you know, not out of fear or anxiety, but the fact is, is things are starting to hit the fan right now. And we were warning people about this back in the seventies. Uh, the other thing, you know, I, I believe the, the biggest part of the solution is just getting our heads in to the space where we realize that we have the ability to interact with the elementals of power of nature firsthand. Um, you know, back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, and I won't get into the whole story, but I was brought in, did a, a, a pretty intensive re, um, apprenticeship, we'll say, with somebody from an indigenous culture who was in his 90s at the time. He kind of went out and dragged me into his realm, you know, and because uh, I thought I was too busy to do it at that time. But I ended up, you know, being his apprentice for a long time. And he, uh, you know, used to take me out and we'd do things like just literally materialize clouds in the sky. 
and then move the clouds around and you just see them in real time, you know, not taking a long time, even just disappearing here, reappearing over here. And, and, you know, so it really made that connection for me that, you know, we are not only interconnected, but we're actually the people on the ground that are supposed to be making things happen in the first place. And the other thing uh, that I'm going to be doing on my list of things to do this summer is I'm going to pull a mic in and we're going to uh, start building some, uh, you know, Reich devices, uh, you know, what he used to call cloud busters because they really, really work. So we want to get technologies and that kind of know-how out there because it's the only way we're going to counteract all the geoengineering and everything that's trying to, you know, uh, starve us out and so forth. And the last thing I'll, uh, sorry, I'll just say about water it's biotic. It's made, you know, uh, in the carbon core of the planet and water is just produced naturally. So it's not a closed system. Uh, you know, where we're just going to be suffering droughts because of rain. And there's like you're explaining in Sedona, there are huge aquifers in most places on the, on the planet. And of course, we've been deliberately numb to the fact that those exist and that we can tap into them at any time. And they're limitless as far as their supply of water because they keep making more water within themselves. So, of course, the water scarcity, the trout is just part of that whole consciousness of limitation and scarcity that they've tried to, you know, promulgate through the herds. Well, good. I'm very, <laughs> good. I'm very aware. Good answer. I'm, I'm moving in the direction. You know, my mind's definitely thinking, you know, where's the best place to invest my, my, my money. I'm, you know, I'm here in a temporary house right now and uh, things changed here in Sedona quickly, uh, people think they want to move here from California, but there's only 10,000 residents, which means there's less houses. And uh, there was an inventory issue. I lived here uh, January, February. I moved on to my friend's land. I stayed in the Shaman Shack. Um, and uh, there, was, there was no houses to rent. And uh, so things are shifting uh, quickly and dramatically. And uh, but still people are coming here and then they're going to the, the local eateries and Whole Foods is still here and they're not completely tapped in to the major parts of the shifts, the big parts of the shifts. And the, the greenhouse project, uh, again, has some good legs. And, uh, but we need to get you know, more serious. I need to get more serious. That's the bottom line. Yeah, it's it really is a, a spiritual awakening too. I kind of briefly titled this "The Revolution Is Here" with Troy Casey because I really do believe it is a mindset over anything. And what you've been able to show people is age is just a construct; it's just an idea, right? Time is just an idea we have. We can conquer any of these limited notions that we typically have from growing up in this Western mindset. And so the, it's limitless of what we can do. And I really believe a lot of people are waking up to this and this idea of transmutation, this idea, like as Bear said, water, um, uh, primal, was it called uh, the idea that water is always there underneath the soil and maybe even above us? I don't know. But, um, you know, it's there's no limitations and the scarcity mindset needs to go. And then it gets exciting and the revolution is here. And that's why we're doing stuff like Music and Sky and the Reunion Summit and what you're doing with all your projects, Troy. Um, Troy, I do have a question here from the crowd and I think it's a good one. And they're actually they're just asking, how are you actually doing now? Because when we saw you 
um, on Reunion Summit on the kind of wrap-up show, you were kind of breaking down a little bit and you're going through a lot. I know it's frustrating times with cancel culture and people attacking you because you've been very vocal out there on the mainstream, what I consider mainstream, like Instagram and stuff, uh, about everything and your truth and expressing your truth. How, how are things been going with you now? You said you're in a rental right now. Things are kind of in flux. Um, that was just a question from the peanut gallery. Yeah, well, uh, you know, like I said, even though I'm in a, a rental space here, it's actually most of the most of the places here have been flipped over into Airbnbs. That's why there's no I'm in a long term rental. And so I'm very safe and secure right now, um, at least, you know, semi temporarily. Um, but I'm in a good I'm in a good space. Um, but I'm also prepared to, to leave and move at any given moment. You know, I'm not married to anything. But I'm in a very good space here in Sedona right now. Um, you know, I had been attacked by the cancel culture multiple times in 2020. Um, some Native American stuff and then people jumped on the train. I think they were funded by George Soros, uh, in my humble opinion, because they were a bunch of metrosexuals coming out of uh, Scottsdale area. They had a lot of money. They were they were they changed outfits multiple times uh, in the two hours that I interfaced with them, filmed me on their iPhone 11, you know, cried the victim, but they were all into fitness and everything else. They were either clout chasing me or they were funded by George Soros. They were all tattoos, steroids, hip hop, you know, clothing from my era as well, Cypress Hill and Ice Cube. And they attacked me, it went viral on the internet. And, uh, you know, made me out to be a racist. And, you know, like, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> uh, you know, and I tried to get a witness. I was like, hey, you know, I'm a brother. I'm a soul brother from, from the earth. And, you know, they just, they wanted to play the victim. And so it was a good learning lesson. Um, you know, that was part of the, the cancel culture. Then, of course, standing up for the masks, um, which was the week, a couple weeks before that. Uh, even before the BLM riot started and people were like, Oh, just put on the mask. Don't be so selfish, Troy. And that was May 25th in Los Angeles at city hall. Um, and then the president ended up uh, tweeting me about that. And so, um, you know, there's been so much, you know, hoopla and cancel culture and finger pointing and I'm agent provocateur anyways. Even if you like me, I'm going to ruffle your feathers. And uh, more people are writing me now that hated me, but now love me. Because mm -hmm. the energy is just getting, you look what's happening in Australia. I mean, the totalitarian tiptoe, they are encroaching on people. They're arresting people. They're, they're you know, they're, they're pepper spraying people, you know, for any infraction um of stepping out of line and so people are really waking up uh to this so for me personally you know sedona i think shines the light on the darkness and you know your good stuff so my business you know really accelerated i launched my book my book did really well um uh we accelerated some of my online courses uh you know brand and business wise my network marketing, you know, superfood business skyrocketed, you know, it probably 10 X. And so, I mean, things are going so well. And then I, you know, I, my wife and I got back together. It's been my wish to, to keep my family together. Family is so important to me. I have two beautiful children. 
I have a beautiful wife, but she is caught up with all the feminism stuff too, this divide and conquer. You know, maybe it maybe it's trauma, maybe it's ancestral, you know, maybe it's astrological soul, you know, a lot of these kind of hippie frou-frou concepts I don't give that much attention to because I have I have so much in my present moment that I have to pay attention to. But I did have an Akashic Records and a past life guy, you know, help me with some of that work. But she, she, you know, we moved here. I gave her everything she ever asked me uh, for, you know, money. She didn't have to work in her industrial job anymore. And she just ended up attacking me and she stole $100,000. She called the cops on me. She called the cops on my assistants. And, and, you know, the climate where we're at right now is the cops are going to listen to the damsel in distress. So um, she stole $100,000. She went on social media and she said, oh, you moved to Sedona and all your dreams come true. Wee. You know, she left out the fact that she stole $100,000 from my bank account, from my personal savings account uh, um, that I started after we were divorced. So I had to deal with that. And then the final thing was that she kidnapped my children right? Because she couldn't get at me this way. She couldn't get at me that way. Or she, she was trying to. Lawsuits and all this paper tiger stuff. So I brushed up on my common law and, and I've, I'm surrounded by, you know, a lot of common law people right now. So, you know, that's, that's the kind of uh, awakening that I've been having. So what does this do for me and my own spiritual development? Because I'm not a victim. And I think it's been said, you know, Bless the person that does something so heinous to you because they're, they're giving you an opportunity to work through uh, the energy of forgiveness and really elevate your own soul. And so, uh, so I've, been, I've been working on that and, uh, and forgiving and understanding and uh, not fighting on the custody thing because, you know, I'm such a great dad and I love my kids so much. Um, so I kind of just let everything go. And, um, and, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been are a you, challenge. Do you get to see your kids? No, I mean, I, I saw, I've seen them twice in the last week, but for the last four months, I, I pretty much haven't seen them at all. Oh my God. You know, I've got a, I've got a, I got a big house here for them to stay in and they're, they're, they're just not here. Uh, she denied me custody. It's not even up to her. She's just making up the fucking rules as, as, as they go. I have a, a divorce decree here in, the, in, in my office. I got 50, 50%, 50-50 custody as 2018. We were divorced clean. We had no money. So she never can get alimony, nothing. The thing is, is me and my consultant, we offered her a bunch of money and she turned her nose at it. She wanted more more she wants to basically own me and uh she wanted to own man clan certified health nut uh ripped at 50 book my superfood company she laid claim to half of it she's yeah. like look we'll give you a million dollars over the you know the course of the next nine years or so and she turned her nose at it and got all her ambulance chaser you know keystone cop attorney paper tiger attorneys out here and so I avoided being served and, uh, and, uh, we served, uh, them a bunch of papers too, you know? So it's been a great experience of awakening, but because of this, 
you know, and I'm making good money, but it's like what Bear said right now, the level of inflation. You know what? I'm just grateful that I have my physical structure. I have my brain. I have community. I'm interested in, in, in developing more community. I'm interested in spending all my fucking money, you know, because it's not going to be a thing coming up here soon, you know, eventually. And so uh, I'm just open to the changes. I'm, I'm staying very aware and very honest with myself. I'm taking all of this as spiritual fodder for my own awakening. Um, there's no finger pointing. Well, there's minimal finger pointing. <laughs> That's where my spiritual work, you know, meets the rubber meets the road, you know? So even the thought of like, fuck her, you know, how dare, you know, why, you know, playing the victim, like, why did she do this to me? And it's like, I try and have a little bit more comedy about the whole thing, but this is par for the course, I think, because I think we're all being asked to awaken to a higher level and Sedona you know, again, it shines light on the light and it shines light on the darkness. So, and it's been my prayer to become a Zen master in my lifetime, enlightenment, whatever you want to call it. And so I have to clear up whatever discordant energies are in my own spiritual energetic field. Yeah. Talk and Sedona is, Sedona is one of those vortex locations on the planet that will do that. It's going to accelerate wherever you're at. You know, it would um, surprise most people, but there's a real concerted mass um, black magic assault being done on the planet at this moment. It's been ongoing for centuries, but it's really um, accelerated and technologically assisted right now. You know, in healing work, as you know, Troy, you know, we use those same forces in a beneficial way. But in conjunction with the microwave technology and at the very top, you know, the, the, the controlling predator class is they understand how to control thought forms. And, you know, it's a real parasitic, it's not just a propaganda war, it goes way deeper than that. It's a real parasitic kind of phenomenon. And the folks that are prone, that aren't doing their own inner work are going to fall prey to that. Uh, you know, readily, and they're going to be, uh, you know, taking one of those polarity camps. Sorry about the noise here. Um, they're going to be taking sides and just be part of the the divide and conquer dupes, you know, that are getting distracted with all the stuff. So we're seeing a lot of that happen within the population right now, just seeing friends split up, uh, families not talking to each other. And it's, uh, you know, this time has been foretold, of course, uh, forever. And, and here we are. So people really have to understand that it's a real technology that's being thrown at us. And, it, you know, as Mike and I were talking on our podcast last week, you really need to be on your A game. And of course, those of us that have a little bit more of a warrior spirit are going to say, hey, bring it on, because that's why we're here in the first place. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And what doesn't kill me will make me stronger. So I'm just becoming more and more refined and, uh, and understanding and recognizing when shit hits the fan. Oh, that's that. Okay. All right. And so, I mean, the bottom line is I've realized through all this, they can't stop me from breathing. So, and my <laughs> breath will take me to another level beyond. Get high on your own supply, baby. 
That's right, baby. I love that shirt. Yeah, dude, you know, you covered so much right there in being so open with us. Troy. And it, you know, one thing I always go back to the bear really helped me understand is we all signed up for this when we came in and, you know, it's like, this is your journey. This is your spiritual uh, battle. And we are all lucky enough to be in this great time of change and awakening. I really believe that. I believe I've been listening to a lot of Rudolf Steiner again, his lectures the last couple of weeks, because I felt a little spiraling out because I was going down a lot of deeper Christian mysticism stuff and trying to understand things like original sin and stuff, which we talked about in the last podcast. And Steiner always brings me home in such amazing ways. And it's really to understand that, yeah, this has been, as Bear said, foretold. We all chose to come here at this time. We're on a crazy adventure right now. Um, But I really do believe that we are here for a reason and a purpose. And the fact that we're all on the show right now shows that we are warriors And um, we hope to be inspiring people listening right now to understand that the solutions are here. Um, One thing we were talking about food, right? And like the need to have sovereignty with our food, which is so, so important. But one thing you you show is that food and what we talk about a lot is food is just a material idea to begin with. And breath is is a meal in itself, too. That's right. And, you know, I, what I have right here, I don't know if you guys can see, but I've got the, uh, my kids got these plants yesterday. These are breatharian plants. So these plants exist not in soil. I think you might have to spritz them with water here every now and then, but these are literally, these just live off the air. And humans can do the same. And we've talked about this in the past. So once again, no limits, no limits here, no fear. Uh, yes, it's good to have sovereignty with your food systems, but also enlightening yourself to understand what health is and health comes from air and sun and light and all this stuff and breath work. That's all super empowering to know because we don't need to be eating as much food for one. I think people That's overeat. Correct. Yeah. That's correct. Most people are overeating. And I've realized that just in my last uh, year here, just fasting so much, living out on the land when I was in Bear Mountain and, uh, and just fasting most of the day, staying super clean, doing a lot of breath work, doing a lot of ice baths. Um, you don't need much. That's exactly. the bottom line. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing you need most for me is just uh, uh, um, spiritual kind of, uh, of food, right? Like stuff that gets me off is, uh, is philosophy and also helping others. Uh, Matt Belair, who's a good friend of ours, he always says to start when he starts to show the number one thing you should do is do three uh, kind acts for somebody every day and not tell anyone about it. That is food for the soul right there, baby. That's it, baby. <clears throat> so, hey, let's talk about music and sky. What's crack a lacking on that? Yeah, um, really excited about it. Thanks for bringing it up. We just had a major ad. Uh, Bear, I'd even tell you about this. David Avocado Wolf has now joined us, so he'll be there. Uh, he's quite the character. So uh, really excited to announce that David's joined us. We've got amazing speakers. Troy is going to be the host, which is really exciting. Well, co-host in many ways. I know, Troy, you're, that's a lot for you to take on. So we've got uh, Benny Wills. I don't know if you're familiar with Benny. He's a stand-up poet. Uh, very active in the sovereign space, was just at the Red Pill Expo uh, with the Greater Reset with myself and a number of other folks. And he's he's going to help a little bit with the hosting as well. Um, the, the, the core f- you know, theme of this event is freedom. It's taking place on the 4th of July weekend. So we will have a lot of talks about common law, sovereignty, natural law, 
and have solutions. Lena Poo will be there with Josh Del Sol. They're leading two workshops for notices of liability, one on the 5G and one on the vaccine stuff. So people will not only get the education, but will be empowered if they choose to, to actually, we're going to have a simple step process to do your own notices of liability so that you can get out uh, from feeling like you're pressured into any of that stuff. For one, having like smart meter, we were talking before the show, smart meters on your house, get, get those out of the way. Um, there's no reason to ever be vaccinated if you don't want to. This is an opt-in system still. Um, we do have uh, free will and we must oblige to it. We have to opt in. Um, and if we understand how natural law works with common law and all that, we are we are empowered. So yeah, really, really awesome speakers. And then we have amazing bands, Troy. I know you want to come and dance, right? So we've got amazing bands from like Americana, funk. We've got like a Grateful Dead act that's uh, phenomenal. Um, we've got like some kind of funky, trippy, hip hop, trip hop stuff, uh, uh, b-boy stuff, um, DJs. Of course, we've got silent disco going and we've got just an amazing uh, uh, entertainment setup. And then we also have a kids camp set up this time, fully curated. This is a very family friendly event. So we've got a curated kids stage too, um, with the Illumin Kids Village. Uh, we'll be there. And so uh, we'll have kids yoga, kids dance, kids art. Um, we have a full playground by the main stage that the little ones can be at with the parents so the parents can catch that. We even have a program, I think, where parents are going to take on parental responsibilities. So if like a, a couple wants to go do an ice bath with Troy Casey, their kids are kind of in the village being watched by others. Super community focused. What I've been saying, it's kind of like Anarcho Poco meets uh, uh, a G-rated Burning Man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and just so if anyone's interested in knowing more about it, musicandsky.com. We have not been promoting this on mainstream social media because we really curate this to a specific community. It's like you, if you know about it, you know about it through the right circles, like a podcast like this by knowing someone like Troy Casey or uh, David Rodriguez or uh, Dr. Edith Abunto Chan, or uh, these people that are involved that are spreading the word or through Alpha Vedic and stuff. So um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's really special because of that curation. So when you come it's there's there's you know the right kind of uh, community there and it's Troy you were there on the first one in Joshua Tree so you kind of know the vibe and this one we're just taking to the next level uh, as we should always be doing in life right we should always be evolving and expanding and making things better and that's really what we try to do with uh, with this event. Good I'm super excited I got a lot of people coming and I will be bringing more as well and so. Uh... Yeah, we'll have a good team. Um, I want to. I also want to thank you for bringing the sweat lodge. We haven't totally officially announced it because it's kind of a surprise at the event. But you were able to help us assist with getting a, a Native American elder brother <clears throat> brother there who knows what he's doing, and we'll have a full sweat lodge going all weekend. So, for those that are looking to renew and refresh and to have uh, a, a, an amazing experience with that, that's a, a nice addition to the weekend as well. I'm excited for that. Yeah, he's going to be with me at the Man Clan the week before in Taos, New Mexico, and uh, Theron, and he's a Native American uh, from California. I do believe he's Chumash. Chumash. We love our Chumash uh, brothers and sisters. Having bear, having uh, having a clinic down in uh, in the Santa Barbara area, and myself living there for ten years. 
Uh, I've had a lot of interactions with Chumash elders and even had a, uh, a chief speak uh, as an, in the opening ceremony of a festival we did up there in Santa Barbara. So that's fantastic, uh, amazing people and something uh, we really look forward to. I know Bear's had some quality experiences in the sweat lodge himself. <laughs> Almost yeah, I, mean, I was gonna die one time. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's powerful. I did one last weekend, but uh, the, uh, the practitioner, the shaman that brought us through it, he went easy on us. We had 50 people and, and this is Sedona, let's face it, James Ray killed six people, you know, 10 years ago out here. So, um, you know, there were some shenanigans there and there's some ego, um, but, you know, people are being a lot more safer these days. And uh, I think you'd have to find a real rites of passage Native American clan uh, doing serious work before you get to go to that death-defying place. And uh, um, yeah, he went easy on us last week, but it was still damn good. We had 50 people in there. He's got a Temascal that goes into the earth um all rock and uh with a wood burning stove in it so it's a little hybrided but uh we had 50 people in there and we rocked the house wow yeah the last one i did was in hawaii and it was with uh a real old lineage of uh, the kahunas and um yeah it was kind of no nonsense you know you just you didn't come and go and get little sips of water you just stayed there and dealt with it and it was pretty intense it was gnarly and uh, we speak to one thing that this society is missing more than ever is rites of passage, especially for men, young men. And, you know, this is something and maybe if you are listening and or watching and you haven't had that and are interested in coming to this event, that is a potentiality for you to have a rite of passage there, because I think that's something that we need to bring back to, to the society, especially in the West, because young people this day and age, they don't have that. They're completely disconnected from any kind of um, ceremonial rite of passage into adulthood. Uh, they're kind of just thrust into it at an early age through media and content uh, and are completely lost because of it. Um, Troy, did you have any rites of passage growing up? I know you had a kind of a, so I have your book right here. I really enjoyed the read. I ripped through it, uh, no pun intended, very quickly. It's a great read, um, but it, I learned a lot about you. You had a crazy childhood. I mean, you were living on the streets at one point. Yeah, I think uh, that is somewhat a rites of passage. Uh, being incarcerated in juvenile hall uh, was a rites of passage. Uh, and then uh, I do believe my Vipassana, um, the 11 courses I set in silence, uh, rites of passage, um, going to the Amazon and drinking ayahuasca to a certain degree, is a rites of passage. Obviously, uh, you know, it was the West and the, there was some creature comforts down there. Um, it wasn't as hardcore as someone who ex explored down there maybe a hundred years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, those things I think were definitely rites of passages. Having children, becoming a father, um, losing one of my businesses. These are good rites of passage. At 55 years old, you know, I, I think I'm pretty comfortable to say that, you know, I've been through some rites of passage. I've been through a divorce. Uh, I've been through a restructuring of my business. I've had success in my business. So these, to me, you know, learning business as an entrepreneur, I think that's a good rites of passage. And so I, I would say that uh, I've run the, the, the gauntlet uh, now of, of, of rites of passage. 
not to say that there aren't more death-defying ones. Um, I've sat some, I've sat some pow powerful sweat lodges as well. Um, some heinous ayahuasca ceremonies where I just, you know, I wanted to puke, but I couldn't, you know, and uh, I wanted it to be over with and it, and, it, and, it, and it wasn't, you know, just dealing with a lot of arduous, low level, you know, pain in ayahuasca ceremonies and other aspects of my life, uh, especially when I was drinking uh, a lot and uh, wanted and desired better things in my life. Uh, going through my own poverty consciousness took me forever to get my money piece on point. You know, that's a rites of passage, uh, praying, surrendering, you know, at any level of the way I could have stopped. That's why I think what's going on with me in Sedona right now is just par for the course as much, uh, heart wrenching as it can be. Um, I wouldn't miss it for the world. You know, it's helping me. It's helping me grow. There is no complacency in spiritual development. And so, um, yeah, I think those, those uh, rites of passages have helped. And I think that if anyone is out there in the Western world and they think they, they need a rites of passage, you know, go sit a Vipassana course, 10 days in silence with yourself. That, you know, it's not, it's physically arduous because it's very intense on your body, but I don't think it's as death defined. But uh, anyhow, look, that that will that will do enough you know if you can find a tom brown and go live out in nature uh for a month or so that's a good rites of passage um you know joining the army is a rites of passage as well it's just that the military industrial complex is being used for no good so um you'll learn that quickly and then you'll be you know a slave in that for four years um, but it'll make you grow up it'll make you make your bed It'll make you not being so entitled, you know? And so, yeah, growing up on the street was a good rites of passage though, too. It, it helped me uh, understand how to fend for myself. Yeah. And then you had a pretty good stay in the whole fashion industry as well, exactly. Uh, in, um, in Europe, I think, was it? Or were you all over the place in the States as well? Yeah, in Japan. In the States, New York, Paris, Tokyo, London. Um, yeah, you know, that was a rites of passage and fuckery, right? <laughs> you know, just, you know, sexual innuendo, you know, emotional, you know, what, what, do you, what do you call that? It's like emotional hostage, just game playing, you know, real mental gymnastics, you know, what is that? gaslighting there's like there's got to be some psychological terms just people just you know played games it was uh, a lot of dysfunction a lot of dysfunctional people in that industry and look i was in there so uh, you know i'm look no further than myself for the dysfunction a lot of drugs and alcohol um and i reached the top of that industry with you know my whole street sense you know i got I, 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 I became a Versace model on my own accord because if I waited for the other homosexuals to put me in a position to, uh, to get that type of work, usually you got to suck some cock or, you know, kiss some ass. And I, I'm no good at any of those things. So uh, I gave it the old college try. I was just the right place, the right time. My agent in Miami who liked me, uh, he helped Versace buy that house. And, uh, 
and then uh, got 12 of his guys in those campaigns. And uh, so I kind of I kind of weaseled, weaseled my way, weaseled, finagled. You know, obviously I had the genetics to make it there, um, but uh, I gave it the old college try, man. <laughs> I, I made it happen. And uh, and then I reached that level and I was just like, it didn't really mean anything as far as your career. And uh, it did a little bit in Japan, but not for the big gatekeepers. The big gatekeepers know how to keep the gate closed. <laughs> yeah, it's a trip, man. That whole industry is a trip. Like the fact that it exists the way it does and it's so big and there's so much money into people. We were, like I said, we were just in Grand Canyon. We went to Vegas before and my kid was even noticing the lines out the Versace build, you know, the stores and like the malls there. People are literally waiting in line to go into these stores to purchase this stuff that's way overpriced just because some models are wearing it on a magazine cover. Like that is that if that's normal, if that's like the the old normal and people trying to get back to that, please let's not ever go back to that. Like, why does that exist still? And I mean, that always is so weird to me that the these big brands and the models and everything is I mean, it's a pretty trippy thing when you step out of it, huh? And you look back at it. It, it is. I mean, I, I do, you know, fashion isn't all you know, hocus pocus bullshit. There are some elements of fashion that I like. Uh, some of the high-end stuff is handmade. Uh, it's beautiful. And, you know, human beings are worthy of beautiful garments. There's no doubt about that. I also was given a, a Prada bag by my ex-wife, um, a duffel bag for traveling. And uh, I've had it for, you know, 25 years old. It looks, it looks brand new. Uh, it's made out of that sailing material. Um, so I, I will say that about some of the higher-end stuff. And then there, you know, ultimately it's branding, it's disposal, the lower level, especially the industry that my ex-wife was in, especially for women too, the fashions change so fast for money, right? And they're, they're disposable clothes and they're made out of plastic and they're made out of polyester and, and all these other crappy dyes, crappy chemicals and, and crappy fabrics. But some of the higher end stuff is, you know, more silks, um, uh, more natural fiber, handmade. Um, so I will say the yin and yang on that. Uh, but other than that, you know, um, the industry is based on a lot of, you know, illness and, uh, you know, and it ties right into the, uh, the entertainment industry as well. And when I was there, you know, Tupac Shakur. So this is the first rapper to ever do the, the, the men's shows. Um, and soon after that, you know, now it's commonplace. These people hook up with these uh, designers. The good thing is, is I'm, I'm loving it. When the fashion industry comes back to me, I'll be in the driver's seat. I'm not here to play anybody's games. Right. And so, and that time is coming because I've taken care of my, 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 my instrument. And my, the first job that I ever did was with uh, uh, Gucci for, uh, it was with Helmut Newton, who was a very famous, uh, uh, very sexy photographer. He shot nude women, um, beautiful stuff with Erica Anderson in a mansion in Santa Barbara. And uh, we, were, we were the boy toys when she came home from her shopping spree, all sitting around the, uh, sitting around the, uh, the, the pool. And so, uh, yeah, 
Anyways, look, it's amazing. I digress. It's amazing Funny how we go full full cycle. I'm thinking of Caligula and like the you know the the Roman times when we had all this like the same kind of thing going on, right? It's like all this vast wealth from debt and leading to this like um, very much I don't know moral decrepitness of of just lavishness and all this you know uh, stuff before the Great Fall. And I feel like our society is kind of teetering on that. And I, but I do agree. I love the idea of craftsmanship. Alpha Vedic's all about craftsmanship. We we uh, hand we do our own hand. So uh, t-shirts that Bryden Lando, who was in the fashion industry forever, who's a partner in Bear Sun, is involved with. So we get all that. I just think we can decentralize that and have it, people doing that in their own kind of like smaller uh, uh, systems, and then use you know uh, things like Etsy or whatever to m- meet their markets. And we don't need these like mass overly marketed you know versaces and gucci's anymore it's kind of gross but or popularize uh, let's popularize uh natural fibers let's popularize natural clothing i had a client over here uh the other day he's 500 pounds you know he's got dry fit everything he's choking off his whole energy field and i went down to the thrift store i went i went to the store i mean just trying to find natural fiber clothing um for a person that size was was challenging, but I mean it's so important between the shoes that we wear, the clothes that we wear, uh, and I think we could get back to some basics and utilize media. You know, I would like to wear more flowing stuff. This is I print only on organic cotton. Organic cotton is extremely opulent. You know, I cut, I thrift store shop, and I cut everything off. I have my, I have my. <laughs> my jorts here. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I would like to, well, I'm going to do this, right? I choose to create the fashion industry or fashion uh, that's more aligned with what we have available without destroying the planet um, and, and, uh, and more around natural. You know, I've got such a huge mission that it's not time to go into fashion right now. <laughs> I'm in the media right now trying to, as, as Bear said, awareness is the first step. So we have got to shift the consciousness, design new systems, but I'm going to have my fingertips in all aspects of life and lifestyle and fashion is one of them. That's awesome. Uh, and I yeah. think we're all about to hit the ground running here because, you know, I hear your story and, and like a lot of us now, this lifetime is about, um, tying up a lot of loose ends and, you know, from who knows when. And, and I think that's created a, just a necessity for a diversity of experience. And now we're all kind of finding each other and on a common mission, but we all have a little piece of the puzzle. You know, we're all connected here. And, um, you know, this is, this is our time. That's why, you know, we're very encouraged, even though the the world is crumbling around us, uh, but that's the point. The world's supposed to crumble around us because if it, you know, if, if the lies weren't crumbling, we, you know, uh, the world wouldn't be ready for us. So, so I think right. we're, uh, we're a, exactly where we're supposed to be. There's only and, so many uh, strip malls. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's only so many yeah. strip malls and, and fast food chains before it crumbles, man. I can't take it anymore, bear. I can't do it. I want, I'm ready for it. Collapse, please. I, I just, the way society has been going, it's like, oh man, no more Versace. I go into town once a week and the town I go to is tiny. It's the furthest thing from a city. 
you know, you don't have to wear a mask or any of that kind of stuff either. But still, you know, we just can't wait to get back to the farm here. You know, it's about an hour and a half into town. And uh, yeah, I just don't miss any of that stuff at all. And I think the the more you uh, kind of disengage from it, then you can really get back to what's real. And I think that's what people are really craving now. And I think you can also recreate that in the city too. You know, you don't have to live out in the boonies. So yeah. I think that's what we're all here is just helping, you know, folks that choose an urban lifestyle, how to find their authentic self there as well. Yep. Yeah. We're not, we're not, that's the thing I always people think, Oh, you got hokey just want to be, you know, hillbillies out in the, out in the hills, you know, farming. It's like, no, we, we love culture. Bear and I were just doing a documentary. Like we love film. We love music. We love art. We love, you know, all of that. That's really important. But when you have a rotten, decrepit consumerist based society, that's all debt driven. The culture is, is decrepit. So um, I quit my Netflix account. I couldn't take it anymore, you know? Like, so we'll support quality culture, like iconic and like stuff. Like I wear my certified health nut shirt all the time. So, you know, and I wear this Wim Hof shirt. And like, so there's, there's yes, like it's important. I think a civilized society um, in the right way is, is fundamental for moving forward, right? Uh, we're not saying uh, let it all burn. So, uh, but we want to do it right. And this system does need to collapse so that we can rebuild or at least move on on our own thing right now. Let I, that's what I say. Just forget that even exists and let's just focus on what we love to do. So that's, so, what, that's what we're Troy, all in our remaining time here, what else would you like to talk about? Any other projects yeah. you're involved with? Uh, just time's here. So, uh, you know, I'd like to know more about what you're up to. So, uh, you know, I've been doing men's work for about five years. We did about 20 events here uh, in Sedona since I've been here between Friday night fire circles and retreats. Um, we have the next uh, men's group uh, that I'm doing, Man Clan Taos, New Mexico, coming up uh, June 25th through the 27th. We'll have uh, Rudy Reyes. He's a four-time uh, uh, war hero, Marine Recon. Uh, he is planting the coral reefs with his uh, old military uh, friends. Their new mission is to plant, replant the coral reefs in Florida. Um, you know, he's been doing Kung Fu since he was uh, four years old. And so uh, Rudy will be there. I have another special forces, uh, James Walker. Uh, he was in uh, military intelligence, uh, Green Beret. Uh, so he'll be there. So we'll bring some real man, manly man stuff uh, there, as well as uh, we'll have two or three Native American uh, teachers there. Um, um, we'll be doing sweat lodges. I'll be doing holotropic breath work on the first night. We've got uh, excellent food. We've got uh, meat on a stick, basically super simple. Um, we'll have superfoods for the day, calorie restricted. Uh, and then uh, we have uh, very uh, uh, good grass-fed meats uh, from um, farm. I think Bel Campo is going to sponsor us. Uh, and so, um, and then we've got uh, the sweat lodges. And uh, oh, my friend Jesse Boudreau is is coming out. He is a forager, uh, permaculturist. He lives in New Mexico, and he's going to talk about growing food and sand. <laughs> And so, um, so we've got a lot of great things in store for the men. The purpose of the man clan 
uh, is to connect men to their heart's desire and program the mind, which cuts through the fabric of reality, get them really in touch with their heart's desire and what they want. With no females around, men can be vulnerable. Um, a lot of the medicine that I work, I mean, I can do many different modules and teach many different things, but the most important thing is sitting around the fire and being honest with ourselves. Um, and uh, the main part of my work is helping men figure out their, their dream, their purpose, their legacy, and really drag their greatness out of them and send them uh, on their way with a clear uh, picture of their forward moving direction. So that's uh, June 25th through the 27th in Taos, New Mexico. We have a lot of father-son um, uh, um, couples that come out um, and the women love to send their men uh, to the man clan. And so, and I like to also put this, we're not doing a boot camp, although we have uh, military trained guys there. Um, it's more yin than yang. The seriousness of a boot camp will be there, but I'll be teaching more yin than yang because most men, most human beings are facing burnout today. They don't need me there yelling at them and beating themselves up. They are beating them. They're already beating themselves up. So it's more yin than yang and uh, uh, all holistic. Beautiful. And we'll put that link in the um, show notes for the Man Clan event. So Troy, make sure I get that so people okay. can sign up because I know we have a lot of people probably interested in that. One last question, uh, your beautiful age, any, uh, what's your skincare uh, regimen? Because people are blown away by how healthy your skin looks. So my skincare regimen, you know, I usually take a shower once or twice a day just to rinse off. I don't, I don't use soap on my face. Occasionally I'll use like a, a scrub or something. I do urine therapy. So I drink my urine first thing in the morning. And then uh, I do topical maybe a few times a month. And what the topical does for you for stem cells, peptides, it's amazing. Um, and then I also spend my money on high quality plant-based um, nutrition for the skin internally and externally. So I, I worked with the Amazon herb company an herbal and superfood company out of the Amazon. We have the strongest plants on the planet. Um, I had a skincare that was designed by Bunny Gulick. She owns a company called Ohm Pure. You can find that at Air One. That's a good skincare line. It's all in glass. She designed our product line and I used that for eight years. So Camu Camu, Dragon's Blood, like the highest concentrated sources of antioxidants. So I use that on, on myself. Uh, and I'd like to add that I've been spending all my money on my health for many, many years, probably at least 20 something years. And so, um, so I use, right now I'm using Everbalm. Uh, I think it's everbalm.com. She's a makeup artist and she uses uh, plants and, and the plant pigments. It's a yellow beta carotene kind of color. Um, it's in Miron glass. Um, it's not cheap, but it lasts like four months. And then I put that on my skin at, at every single day. So I don't wash my skin very much. I just make sure it's cleaned with water um, and maybe, you know, scrub it off a little bit. I use urine and then I use the everbalm.com. And then for up my nose, because it's a desert here in LA, I learned how to use the Egyptian magic or the bee magic. And uh, usually I'll put a little bit of that around my nose, around my face and press it in 
And so, and then I use coconut oil on my body and I use a skin brush. Um, I've used a skin brush for 30 years. Uh, that's very healthy and detoxifying uh, as well. There's five detoxification pathways. And so that's urination, defecation, respiration, exfoliation, and perspiration. And so, and I have a far infrared sauna uh, here at my house as well. And uh, that's how I keep my skin tight. And then I get copious amounts of sun because I have the internal sunscreen, astaxanthin, wheatgrass, spirulina. I have these things that help protect vitamin C from nature, camu camu, tart cherry. These things protect me naturally so I can absorb a lot more uh, um, uh, sun. And I, you know, everybody looks better with a tan, let's face it. <laughs> I learned that from my Italian friends during the 90s when they're all the... <laughs> all the hoopla about sunscreen and skin cancer. And I would look at my Italian friends, they'd come to Miami and they would sit out on the beach for 10 hours. And I was like, what? you guys don't believe in skin cancer? And you know, they're like, no, we got a Mediterranean diet. And it's like, everybody looks better with a tan. So, so that was back in the nineties. And I was, I, I was like, oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Ancient culture acting like that. So uh, that's my skincare routine. Amazing. That's a segment all into its own. Bear, do you have any uh, remarks on any of that? And uh, I think that was important to say the internal uh, side of things in terms of protecting or, you know, working with the sun there with our skin. Yeah, and like Troy says, uh, perspiration, you know, the skin is one of the larger elimination organs. So the cleaner you are on the inside, then your skin skin doesn't have to look like crap because it's taken up the load for all the other elimination organs. Yeah. Yeah. That was brilliant. Uh, Troy, thanks so much for that. I learned a bunch right there too. So thank you, sir. Hey man, it was so great having you on today. Always a pleasure. You're always such a bright spot uh, in this world and we appreciate everything you do, all your wisdom and knowledge for the years of all your self-care. I mean, that's a big thing about your, your book. It's, it's, you know, subtitled journey to self love, which is so important. And people need to remember that it's like self care. So important. Take the time guys to, to take care of yourself. And as you say, put, you know, you're smart, you put a lot of your own money and effort into that. Right. And a lot of people just don't do that. They, especially nowadays with food, they look at at the cost of organic food and go, I'm not going to spend that money. I'm going to go cheap on the, on the cheaper food in the market, which is really easy to do. And that is just such detrimental effects to do that. So put your money at the, where it matters most, which is health, which is number one. So um, any last comments for our uh, community here, Troy? Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone at Music and Sky. We're gonna have a great time. I'm bringing my kids. I'm gonna dance my ass off. I can't wait for the sound system that you guys bring up there. And uh, we're gonna go swimming too, right? There's a body of water. Yeah, there's a stream that runs through and uh, actually by the kids camp, there's a nice swimming hole and there's I think there's a couple. Uh, so yeah, uh, water, there's tons of trails, there's fly fishing. Um, I'm excited because it's they hold the Western uh, one wheel tournament there. So I'll be bringing my one wheel uh, and going on the trail. So if you're into like my, mountain biking, hiking, all that stuff they have as well. So uh, there's a lot of outdoor activities to be had as well. And you're, you're bringing the horse trough, right? So we'll do at least one round of ice baths. Um, yeah, I will grab a horse trough and then Matt 
I think is planning to have, find one or two more. So hopefully we have a couple going this time at once. So we'll see. But yeah, we'll have at least one going. People are really looking forward to that. We have an ice machine on on uh, actual on the property this go around. So we will have ice continually being pumped out all weekend. I'll make sure to bring some hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll be doing the ice baths there. Uh, uh, Epsom salts. Grab some Epsom salts. Epsom salt. Cool. That, that'll be good. We, we can circulate it. As long as we have a water supply, we can circulate and just put fresh ice and fresh water in there. My plan is to get out of the sweat lodge and into the ice bath. <laughs> That's a good okay. plan. <laughs> and Troy, while you're uh, back in California, if you want to travel a few more hours north, come up and see us. We've got a guest yeah, house we, for you. And we uh, got a private swimming hole, ice cold water. It's uh, ice cold all summertime and there's nobody around. So... I was, actually thinking, I was actually thinking about that. And so that is a very good idea. And uh, uh, I'll have my kids. And so uh, I was thinking about that when we were talking in the beginning of the show. So I'll, I'll take you up on that, Bear. Oh, yeah, amazing. you'd love it here. Love it's to a, see you. An extremely healthy retreat. You'll feel, I love going to the farm. We were there. I was blessed to be there all week. You're going to love it. So uh, let's make that happen, Troy. We'd love to be hanging with you more and more. So that's fantastic. And I know Bear and, and Deb and all of us want to get out to Sedona too, because we love Sedona. So Bear, let's eventually let's make that happen, right? Get out there and hang out in Sedona. I have a business partner out there and we might actually uh, do some business out there in the not too distant future. So we're just kind of percolating on that too. Wonderful. Well, hey guys. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Troy, thanks so much. Um, if you guys want to know more about Troy, Troy, what is the, the best website for them to go? Your, your core website. TroyCasey.com has everything. TroyCasey.com. And of course, go follow Troy on social media. He's very active, has amazing content on his YouTube, Instagram, and all that. So please go follow Troy if you aren't already. And we love you guys. Remember, get outside, get sun, get, get into the earth, get grounded, run around barefoot. Uh, as Troy mentioned, get those earth runners. I've had them for about a year now and I love them. Uh, there's so many amazing things we can do every day to uh, engage with mother nature and increase our health. So thanks again, Troy, for all those amazing reminders today. Uh, just a lot of nuggets to pull from from this and we look forward to seeing you in like three weeks or something at music and sky so uh it's gonna be a fun one man super excited thanks Troy. thank you so much bear always good to see you mike god bless you god bless both you guys i'll see everyone at music and sky awesome okay later guys cheers